Welcome to Costume Party, the pop culture podcast chatting style on screen. I'm Lydia. I'm Hattie. And we're your unqualified yet enthusiastic hosts tearing the style of film and TV past and present to threads. Just a heads up party people, there might be some spoilers, so we recommend watching ahead. Now let's get into it. Hello. Hello. I hate doing this intro so much. I know, it's not ideal. I feel like that's not how I speak when I say hello at the beginning. Like, I don't know how, I just, my brain forgets how to say it. No, I think you do say it like that. that Like, when you come in, you do go that high pitch. You will come in and be like, hey, besties. Yeah, that's true. I actually think you're maybe even, like, less cliche when you do a podcast intro. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, so, how have you been? Yeah, good. Um, how are you? <laughs> Just pretending that I've not been sat in your kitchen for the last mm. two hours. It's not been two hours. How rude. It's been an, an hour. hour. Yeah. Actually, no, about, yeah. An yeah. Hour. I'm out. Just over. I and got here it? before. Just, oh, no, I got here at three. Yeah. After we crammed me at two. It's all right, it actually worked out for me because I got up late this morning. Um, so, what have you been watching then? Well, I last week got Disney Plus for the first time. I know, because now you have Disney Plus. And I have been watching Disney Plus all week. Princess <laughs> to Casa. Um, Thank you. I got it because you can get it through O2 with some phone contracts. So that was actually my... Um, push to get it I've really wanted to try it for ages um, and also just so happened to be the week that the Kardashians came back so that was really nice and I didn't realise how much stuff is on there mm, I thought loads. it was going to be dis- like Disney mm. heavy but there is so much stuff like I feel a bit overwhelmed with how much I actually want to watch it so obviously I started the Kardashians I've only watched the first episode so far but I enjoyed it. I feel mm. like it's going to be better than the end of Keeping Up. Because Keeping Up in like the OG seasons was hilarious. And I've been back and rewatched like the first few. They're all on Netflix. And Hey You, which I still have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just felt a bit, it was getting a bit boring by the end. Like they needed a re- revamp. Yeah. So I'm really excited for them. Um, it sounded really not legit, but I actually am. I think it's going to be just more interesting. We're seeing more of them as individuals and sort of like their brands and businesses mm. and stuff. Whatever you, you know, regardless of what you think of them as businesswomen, um, it is interesting to see more about their lives rather than I saw it's like the end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. They were just like crowding around and like talking about the same things, and no one was ever really doing anything. Mm. They would just like meet at someone's house and like eat a salad and talk about the same thing. They'd have like the same conversation again and again. So I feel like this is just bringing some new energy. Mm. The production's a bit cooler. I don't know, it's just more fun. I'm And I'm here for it. I thought I wasn't going to be that bothered about it, but I'm already hooked. And I'm just obsessed with Courtney and Travis. Oh, yeah. See, I'm I'm not, but um, fair play. I'm happy for Courtney. Mm. I am happy for Courtney. 
And I get the whole argument of, because I've obviously watched it as well now because I have access to your um, Disney Plus, thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm happy for Courtney. I'm glad that she's happy. But she keeps saying like, oh, I'm glad that my kids can see, you know, a really loving relationship. You can show a loving relationship without having yeah. your tongue down someone's throat. And I don't think any kid wants to see their stepdad with their hands on their mum's ass every five minutes. No, like that's, that's not fair. personally, that's not that's not what I I'd want to see at that age. Yeah. But you know, I mean each to their own. They do live in California, so they might yeah. do it differently over there. I feel yeah. Also their auntie's got a sex tape out, so I mean in comparison. Well, yeah, um, which would you rather? Anyway. So yeah, I'm just enjoying a bit of Disney Plus. What have you been watching? Yeah, I've been enjoying a bit of Disney Plus, <laughs> funnily enough. Yeah. Um, I watched The Eyes of Tommy Faye. Oh, was it good? Yeah, I was really excited to watch it because I wanted to watch it. And I love Jessica Chastain, so mm-hmm. very glad that she won Best Actress Oscar for that. Um, because apparently, well, if, if anything, I just feel really sorry for her because apparently all the prosthetics that she's had to wear for the film have permanently damaged her skin, <gasps> like stretched out. Oh yeah. my God. So that's how, because obviously it's a bit like the Irishman in that it goes over, well, a fair period of time in yeah. terms of it's quite long, but also um, like she goes, she starts out quite young, they start mm. at the beginning of Tommy Faye's life and then um, obviously he's a child for that bit, but then she's a young adult <laughs> played by Jessica Chastain yeah. and then she's an old woman. Um, I really... It was interesting. I found, I thought the acting was great, mm-hmm. but I do wonder if it's just the kind of story that personally I prefer in a documentary format. And it was based on a documentary, so yeah. I think I need to go watch that now. Fair enough. I think it's the kind of thing which maybe is great to watch after you've seen the documentary. Maybe you have a yeah, little yeah, bit like more information. The context kind mm. of, yeah. So, really great. Would recommend watching. The costume's actually really interesting on that. Mm. And it is... Uh, I do... I found it really sad, actually, by the end. But I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil Yeah, don't... No spoilers no. for me. I am going to watch it. Mm. So, I watched that. Uh, also watched The Kardashians. Mm-hmm. And I've watched... Um, I started watching Dollface. Oh, what is that? So, it's got Kat Dennings in. And she basically plays... Oh, and then her two best friends are Brenda Song and Shay Mitchell. Oh, and they're really cool. Interesting. I think you should watch it. I meant to text you while I was watching it. It sounds like a cast I would really, <laughs> yeah, really it like. Is. Basically, the whole premise is, and this isn't a spoiler because it's, yeah. it's set up in the first episode, literally within like the first yeah. 10 minutes. She is basically, I should say it's a very satirical mm-hmm. comedy series. Like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in it which is just obviously not, not real. I don't know how to describe in kind of like a good place eerie kind of way like things are obviously wrong like occasionally some people have cat heads for no reason but it's not she's not high and it's not a dream sequence so it's just kind of not explained so it's yeah it's just basically like a a satire of society but more particularly like female relationships because the main character I know which is why I think you like it yeah there are a couple of points where I'm like oh I feel like we're reducing women a little bit there. yeah however it is actually I think ultimately the overarching meth- message is quite good the main character basically gets broken up with her boyfriend mm-hmm. and she realizes that she has no female friends because she's not hung out with them in years because she's just been wrapped up in this relationship yeah and so she reconnects with some old friends. Uh, but it's quite a nice story because she's reconnecting with her friends. She's learning about the power of female solidarity mm. and that she doesn't need to be intimidated or self-conscious. Women can 
boost each other and, you know, push each other up. Or, um, there was one great line from Jane Mitchell's character. And at one point she just goes, do you want to buy the book or be the story? Oh, yes. Oh, so, yeah, I love that. It's great. It's great for the manifesting oh TikTok God, generation. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start saying that. Mm. Do you want to buy the book or be the story? Absolutely. Love it. I'm, yeah, okay. Sold. I'm going to watch that tomorrow. Mm. So, this week. This week we were watching. What were we watching this week? Another Disney Plus. Yeah, um, we're, we're really, I should say, this is not sponsored by Disney Plus, <laughs> but Disney Plus, if you are listening, we, we would take sponsorship. We're in the market. Um, so we watched West Side Story, mm-hmm. the 2021 Steven Spielberg film adaptation. Um, do you want to do a little... Little synopsis. A little synopsis. Okay, well, I'll do a yeah, a little synopsis. I'm sure many people know the premise of yeah. the story. It's obviously in. So I'll keep it brief. I mean, it's based on the 1957 Broadway musical West Side Story from the United. <laughs> and it's also it kind of harks back to as well this 1961 film adaptation, which was really popular, and I'm sure most people have watched. It's also obviously based on loosely Romeo and Juliet, which is what the original musical was based on. And it's basically about a gang called the Jets on the west side of New York City in the 50s and the Puerto Rican community who live there, who they're basically rivaling with um, because they both kind of share turf, which is about to be kind of gentrified and they're going to be kind of turfed out. And then I think it's going to be renovated that whole area of the city. So... There are a lot of pressures on the community, um, but basically they have their own rival going on, which is which the police in the area are trying to control. And then there is a boy from the Jets who falls in love with a girl from the Sharks, and as you can imagine, it's just a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> so, firstly, what did you think? I got a bit bored. <laughs> in my watching notes this week, mm-hmm. my first point is, and this. Harks back to you. So the last in the last episode of Costume Party, we discussed Bridgerton. So you'll get what I mean, and you'll understand why I was more sensitive to this this week. Because I basically wrote down, I'm sick of couples getting into random situations super quickly. <laughs> <laughs> this film is three hours long because it takes them five minutes to cross a road, and yet the main <laughs> characters kiss within one minute and twenty exchange words of meeting. Then he asks her to run away with him the second time he sees her. Make it make sense. He didn't even know her name. Which I just Hence think the is song Maria when he learns his, learns her name straight after they mm. kissed, and then he then sing, singing her name mm. like wow what a great name that I didn't know how great this name is, and then he sees her and is like so should we run away together? I don't know yeah it's the first time that I've watched because I've seen the original film I starred in my high school <laughs> so I was gonna say when is this gonna come out we're about what <laughs> ten minutes twelve minutes. <laughs> I was, I think I was a jet. Like it, mm. everyone in our high school production was just like split in half. And I think the jets had, I mean, it would make more sense if the sharks had the orange t-shirts and maybe the jets had like, I think they were like pink and orange or something. Mm. I can't remember. Anyway, um, that was, uh, actually it is a good way to do costume, I think, for high school show so we all had a t-shirt yeah that said like if we were a shark or a jet or whatever and then the main cast 
which I obviously wasn't because I cannot sing, dance or act. <laughs> they had like more complex costumes, yeah. you know. You've got, you've got to stay in budget, you know. <laughs> we went to a state school. We didn't, we didn't have time for a whole... It was. It made it fun. Yeah, I think we were allowed to like rip the t-shirts and stuff when we'd like be in fights or whatever. Nice. I mean, again, state school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I forget where I was going with that. I don't know why. Oh yeah, this was the first time I'd watched it, having obviously watched it previously, previous adaptations, um, and felt like I didn't actually like the storyline that much. Yeah, I, I sort of like. I don't know saw the story for the first time again almost Mm. and I think it's a beautiful movie the cinematography is incredible absolutely the dancing the singing like I love the musical element Mm. of it but I was a bit like oh wow this is actually just really quite sad and like not that fun to watch Mm. like I just was sad (laughs) But also annoyed, like you said, about yeah. certain characters. I was like, I just feel like this is not realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, why, I felt like yeah. quite, quite annoyed by some of the characters. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And that, that was my problem, really. Because I think just for a, a film that takes nearly three hours, mm-hmm. why is the love story so underdeveloped? To the point where yeah. when the, the biggest thing that got me about this was... They barely spoke and you wanted to run away with her. And yet the, the moment they get to go on a first date, they're sat on the mm. train in silence. In silence. Like, you've, you've hardly spoken to each other, uh, each other as it is. Surely you've got a lot yeah. to talk about. And then they, like, pretend to get married. That was weird. You yeah. know when they're in church and she's like, I take you. Or she says it in Spanish. Do you think that's in the... Oh, well, see, obviously I couldn't understand that bit. Okay. So um, <laughs> She says, like, I take you. I think, do, do we think that's just an allusion to Romeo and Juliet so that they could kind of... The, yeah, that felt very Romeo and Juliet mm. church scene for me. Well, because they, they do get married. Compared and... to... But more, it really looked to me like the... In the film, the Leo. Oh, the Basil Lemon. Yeah. Um, know the church at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about when we told Mum the ending of Romeo and Juliet and she didn't know. I was like, how do you not know that they die? Like, that's the whole, like, everyone knows, like, it's Shakespeare. Does she actually know now? Yeah, because we told her. Did we actually tell her? She was like, I've never read it or or watched it. I can't believe that you told me the ending. (laughs) I was like, it's Shakespeare, Mum, everyone knows the ending. I thought that everyone just, like, that's the whole point. Anyway, yeah, it really... For me, that sort of mirrored the church. Mm. It just looked very similar, I thought. But maybe yeah. I've not watched Romeo and Juliet for ages. Mm. I just agree on that. I was just not. I was just not vibing with them. No, I um, mean as a couple. No. As in, the, I'm not the acting. I'm no. speaking strictly. I think the acting again, just to reiterate, was amazing. Mm. I'm not bashing the film. I actually think it's a great film like it's, yeah it's a great piece of art it is it's i'm just realizing stunning. from this watching that i actually am just not that into the plot anymore yeah i think maybe just when you get older you have less faith in the romantic storyline mm. and you see the darker aspects of the plot more i think you understand yeah. you bring more of an understanding to it because it's obviously a very 
important story to tell. Mm-hmm. And actually, you can see why as well in this like post-Trump world as well. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Because it touches on kind of race and xenophobia. Yeah. I think that the, I, I struggled though because the I feel like the sexism and the toxic masculinity mm. in the film isn't kind of interrogated. I feel yeah. like it's kind of there, but it's not positioned as an issue. It was softened, I think. I don't yeah. think it's as bad because, I mean, this is this obviously is not a very high standard, but mm-hmm. Bernardo, Maria's older brother, even though she's 18, so she actually can make mm-hmm. her own decisions, but he does at some, like at one point, say, oh, fine, you can date whoever you want, yeah. but as long as they're Puerto Rican, which feels quite, it shouldn't feel progressive because he actually shouldn't have yeah. any control over who she dates. But I don't remember him being okay with her with saying that. I just remember him being like, you have to marry this person. Like, you have to. Not from memory. Mm. But on that, can we move to costume? Because then yes. I feel like I've got something to say on that. Okay. Great. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me what you thought. So just to stay on that line of thinking, um, we have to obviously first talk about Maria's first dress, mm. her white dress, which mm. is a communion dress. Right. Um, so it's obviously like, well, white, it's supposed to like denote purity and like, I guess in some ways also her relationship with God. So I'm mm. thinking here along the lines of like, um, her as a woman sort of trying, or supposed to be, well, <laughs> her as a woman being someone who's supposed to be seen as like maintaining purity and sort of like there for men. Mm. But then her conversation when she puts the dress on with Anita and Anita sort of like trying to, I'm saying jazz the dress up, but it's, you know, a white lace dress. But she says she can't take it up any shorter Mm. because Bernardo didn't want it to be too short mm. because they obviously I guess it's like I don't know a virtue thing like girls shouldn't look yeah. like they're trying to be too sexual so Anita can't take up the hem of the dress anymore even though Anita um even though Maria would like her to mm. and she says but I'm 18 and so to her she's like but I'm a woman now I yeah. should be able to make my own decisions especially around what I wear and Anita's like no, well you can't but then she gives her a red belt to put on over mm. it, which is sort of, I guess, like, firstly, it's red, obviously. So there's, like, the passion element of red as a colour and, like, adding, like, a splash of red to the white. Mm. I would say also maybe foreshadowing blood later in the Very good point. In the plot. Mm. And possibly as well, like, the quote-unquote ruining her sort of like her virtue as a woman I would say maybe like the mm. red against the white as well um and her sexual awakening including or added to that when she then just before they leave for the, this dance she puts on red lipstick mm. like as her brother is leaving she puts on the lipstick to match the belt yeah. and I feel like that's very symbolic of her being like I'm grown up now yeah She's exercising some agency by, by going yeah. against his wishes there. And how she, mm-hmm. like, taking control of how she looks. Definitely. 
Actually, because it was interesting. So I read um, Vogue's interview with the costume designer Paul Taser. Yeah. And he said that at the end of the day, the costume needs to be reflective of the emotional arc of the character. So when... So the whole point of a musical is that the the dance Mm -hmm. and song elements magnify the emotion in scenes and the costume has to also do the same with that yeah as that it functions um in the same way but then the costume in a musical has an added element of it needs to work cohesively Mm -hmm. with the songs yeah and with the emotion of the characters they all need to tie in and they were all custom made yeah costumes to work with dance Mm. so it's really interesting because actually thinking about that Again, again, harking back to Bridgerton mm-hmm. and how we saw Kate, the lead's costume, yeah. change over time as she softened. In another sense, I actually think we see Maria in this go from the white with mm-hmm. the strip of red, and I completely agree with your analysis of that. I think she then we then next see her in pink, yeah. and after that we see her in a brown jacket. So yeah. she's on in the red pink, brown, yellow colour palette of the sharks. Yeah. But she, so she's very much still within her community, but I'd say the fact that her, her shades are deepening yeah. means that she's growing maturity and she's moving away from the white. She's yeah. moving away from the kind of virginal aspect of the yeah. original costume and having a sexual awakening and also kind of growing into her feminine Space. maturity. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And that's a really good point as well, just going back to what you were saying about the colours of the sharks, because they are always seen in like, mm. sort of like rust colours, like yeah, golds and yellows mm. and some browns and things. And then the jets, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting them, I'm saying, I said that, I said sharks, but mm. not yet. And then the jets are more sort of greys and blues and it's very reflective of they're a bit more unkempt and kind of like Mm. mirroring the streets so it's very like grey whereas the sharks represent more of like the hope that they've brought with them from Puerto Mm. Rico and they're sort of there because they're aspirational and they want to start a new life. Mm. And I think that's reflected in their colour palette for sure. Whereas for the Jets, um, it's much more like they've, yes, they've been there a long time, but a lot of them because of where they've been in the city or because they're still there and they're sort of like refusing to let go of their turf as, as it's sort of referred to. Mm. Um, a lot of them have like this history with the city but it's not all very positive history and a lot of them come from like broken homes and things and they obviously it's like well um they're in gangs and things it's Mm. a very different i guess outlook on life to what the sharks are trying to bring and i think that's for me seen in Mm. there that's the thing. So would you say, I would totally agree. Would you say that's your common thread then? Probably. I think, again, the colour parts are, are massive in terms mm. of what they were. And I think with something like this where there's obviously like a divide, yeah. it's split into two. 
definitely. And we've got this star-crossed lovers mm. element. That is hard to, yeah, deny that, I would say. Absolutely. See, I'd agree because I think definitely the fact that they've chosen two colour palettes. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's quite um, a classic move for a musical to choose. Very Just like we did in our high school yes, production. Because exactly. <laughs> it shows, it poses them as, as antagonists yeah. in terms of, as the groups, but interesting because you see then other people in the public in certain scenes just in the background that they're yeah. all like very very still at different colors yeah. not particularly bright but they aren't as cohesive whereas yeah. then with the sharks and the jets they're very much a part of their own community mm-hmm. so they're distinguished from the kind of the center of society they're both on the edges mm-hmm. as kind of people who've maybe been discarded who are disillusioned yeah as the jets are and then the immigrants who have just come over who mm-hmm. are obviously experiencing racism and and mistreatment from society and haven't maybe fully ingratiated themselves yet mm-hmm. they're still quite new they're still using both languages yeah um it's really interesting that they do seem so a part of their own groups and yeah. community is a very key th- theme but then I absolutely agree with, with the colours and with the textures as well mm-hmm. of what they're wearing. Like yeah. The Jets do wear a lot of denim. They're yeah. kind of ripped. They're wearing leather. They're, they're grittier. They're the only ones that wear jeans, I think. Yeah. And then actually, if you look at the Sharks as well, yeah. they are in a lot of tailoring. They look yeah. quite well made up. Yeah. They seem to be more optimistic and they seem to be more to want to be more a part of the kind of civilised society yeah. that the Jets don't see themselves as belonging to. Yeah. Which is interesting, isn't mm. it? But I think that's so true. In America, I think that was my favourite um, dance scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Song. Amazing. I mean, it's, I think it's the best song anyway. Yeah, but I agree. But it was really nice. I think then the dress that Ariana DeBose wears... Yeah. I really hope I've pronounced her name correctly, as Anita when she's leading the song. Mm-hmm. She's very much on the side of the Puerto Ricans who's very optimistic yeah. about their life in America. Yeah. She's in a sunny yellow, she's bright, and she's kind of moving through the streets, taking up a lot mm-hmm. of space in her dress, which kind of flows all around yeah. her. And I think that's really nice. She is, I mean, she's quite literally like a ray of sunshine. Yeah, she's she dancing through the streets. And so that's like, that's, she kind of, emblematizes the Puerto Ricans hope I feel, yeah when they come over definitely and I think that that dress in the original film adaptation was purple and they changed it to yellow I don't know if that was more so that it was part of that shark mm. color palette maybe it was that and also she doesn't actually wear that much color I think like she does mm. but not in the same way that to me, Maria's the colours Maria wore um, were always quite obvious. Whereas I mm. feel like, or she stood out more. Whereas I feel like Anita wears a more of a variety. So maybe it's not yeah. that she's not wearing colour. She's wearing more of a variety of colour mm. compared to everyone else that sort of sticks to like one or two. Right. Um, but yeah, interesting. It was purple and now we've made it yellow. Mm, but I love that dress because I think it stands out so much more yeah. in the yellow with the red. So what is your best dress then? <sighs> I found this really hard. Um, because I obviously loved all the costume. 
Mm. And I loved Anita's America dress. Yeah. So that was probably my favourite costume overall. Mm. But I feel like I have to give a shout out (laughs) to Valentina. Okay. Because, so two things. So you Val- just love gra- <laughs> granny style, don't you? I really? really do. Um, so Valentina isn't um, a character, an original character. Mm. She's a new character for this adaptation. So she is the widow of Doc, who is was an original character. Mm. So Doc, who owns the Doc's drugstore in the original West Side Story, is now in this version. Um, he. I don't actually remember at what point that they referenced it, but he passed away and now Valentina is running the mm. store. So this is very, very different. Firstly, because it's she's a woman. Yeah. Um, and she's running this business. And then she's also kind of... I don't know. I see her as sort of almost like a voice of reason. I feel like she has good intentions mm. and she wants everyone to get along. Yeah. Um, and so she's Puerto Rican, but she obviously like has a great relationship with Tony, and like there's that scene where she's teaching him Spanish, which is really, yeah, cute. really cute. So I feel like she would like to bridge the gap between them, but more like overall from her costume, I just thought it was quite cool that they've changed this character. So rather than having this character as male, they've introduce a female character and she wears a lot of she wears trousers so i think that is sort of like to denote the fact that she she's well essentially she's now wearing the trousers Mm. in that role rather than it being her husband yeah and for their business but also just in terms of having like a matriarch in a plot like this Mm. i think is quite cool and I kind of, I don't know, when um, Tony is hiding out with Valentina, that was when I sort of started to think about her costume because she does look very, she's in like a little floral, I guess like a night dress because mm. it, it's obviously the middle of the night in that scene. And she's got one of those like scarves in her hair that I feel like yeah. you see a lot in the women mm. in like the 50s. Not just in American tv and film but also here it really reminded me of sort of like a last of the summer wine vibe yeah i don't know like that's just really what Mm. like the vibe that i get but so she's sort of like this you would look at her in an outfit like that and think that she's sort of like a fragile elderly lady Mm. but actually she's this like really cool like she's puerto rican she's come to new york she's now running her husband, what was her mm. husband's business, she now runs the business and is basically like telling all these like young kids not to scrap in the streets. I don't know. I just thought that was quite cool. That um, new character. So I'm going to leave that as mine. As your best okay. dressed. What's Interesting. yours? So mine is... Um, Mine, I'm going to go back to America again Mm -hmm. as the song, but my best dressed is Bernardo. Interesting. And I've picked Bernardo. Um, Well, the notes I wrote down were looked fit and worked gold (laughs) jewellery. 10 out of 10 would wear me (laughs) then. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I do, I really love that kind of 50s yeah. style of pant for a man. Mm-hmm. And so basically he's wearing like a beige pant, with which is very fitted at the waist, with like a little beige belt. And then a collared short-sleeved jumper. So kind of with yes. like a, so it's like a black body and then a red collar with like a little beige lining. And then he's got a kind of chunky gold necklace on. Yeah. And that's very much the kind of vibe that I'm going for for my wardrobe <laughs> this, this season. And I just think it's really flattering. And it's quite nice actually because suddenly he's still part of the colour palette for Sharks. Mm-hmm. But because he, in this song, he is one of the people who's more pessimistic in the Puerto Rican community saying they're not treated very well yeah. in the community. Like, America's not all that. That's basically what... what the, it's kind of like an argument, the song, isn't it? Yeah. Between two sides. And so he's on the side that's basically saying it's not all that great over here. Mm-hmm. And so the, the main body of the jumper that he's wearing is black, which I think is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. It's almost like his hopes for kind of for, for coming over here mm-hmm. have died a yeah. little bit. He's still very much proud of his heritage and and a part of the shark community he's still in the colors but he's he stands out as a darker figure than usually yeah. they wear especially con- when you contrast his costume with anita's yeah and she's in that bright yellow dress with the red underskirt yeah they kind of they go they co- they complement yeah. each other but he's very much the darker but, of the two yeah which is definitely his stance yeah Absolutely. Even more so when compared to hers, for sure. Mm. Interesting, yeah. though. I like that. Yes. I did I did really love how the sharks dressed in general. Yeah, yeah I did. I was, yeah, oh my god. Yeah, can we get on to, please? Yeah. The, the worst dressed. Oh, oh, worst oh dressed? my god, I didn't even pick a worst dressed. Oh. That's all right, because I technically picked quite a few. So. Oh, did you? Not because I didn't like the costume, because I did think it was really good. Just, I found it hilarious, because... So when they're going for their final rumble, I yeah. said that the Sharks and Jets, just all of them, were the worst dressed for the film. <laughs> because that scene... I mean, it's, it's a musical. Bit, I found that scene really hard to watch. It, it, it was like. horrible to watch. So that's why I think I struggle watching... I mean, I struggle watching Romeo and Juliet, the same because I'm just mm. like you're all making really poor choices. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all just calm down, have a have a cup of tea, and chat it out. There's no need to get the knives out, which is what Tony wants to do. Well, exactly, which is why it's partly so frustrating because you just want to say, Tony, just. I mean, I, I, you can understand, especially considering everyone's backgrounds and what's going on in in the area that like mm. you can understand why it gets to that point and oh, why yeah. Tony's pressured into doing what he ends up doing. No spoilers. But um, but yeah, going to the fight, they're mm-hmm. all kind of it. The whole costume, and I'm sure this was intentional, mm-hmm. but it's just like toxic masculinity on steroids. <laughs> There's someone in like a very classic leather jacket, which is just like really chunky, and then there's like which obviously isn't that too bad. But mm-hmm. then they're all in like rip, kind of ripped um, vests. Was this when Riff is wearing his? Um, sleeveless denim, yeah, thing. I think so. Like, there's there's just a lot of like sleep. There, there are just not many sleeves involved. <laughs> not a lot. Uh, but my favorite bit was there's one guy, and I can't remember whether he was a shark or a jet. He might have been a shark, 
And um, oh no, he was a he was a, he was a, he was a shark because I've written down in my notes, it's the chain scarf when the sharks go <laughs> to the rumble for me. If toxic masculinity were an accessory, he's literally just wearing a chain, like a massive, really chunky chain, like an actual like 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 rope chain, like you would find on a on a boat or, or a barge. I'm not talking about like a chunky chain necklace. I'm talking about an actual chain. He's wearing it as a scarf. And it's just, it's all just quite intense. And I get, I get why the costume is so intense at that point, because also it's a musical. Things are spelled out, I feel, a little bit more than with costuming more realistic dramas. However, that was just a lot, that was a lot for me. It's a lot going on. And I do think as well, and it's different when it's done on stage, because I think on stage... Everything has to be even bigger, definitely, to reach the whole audience that mm. has sat there because you're in the same room and you mm. might be stuck further from this. Blah blah blah. But it at being a musical, it still has that stage element behind yeah. the costume, which is something that I really gravitate towards in a musical because I do new. like that it's <laughs> quite over the top. Um, and there were, so, I mean, there are hundreds of costumes in this mm. um, production. It's crazy and I was thinking even just having to think about how something moves in a scene where they're singing but the scene maybe cuts to a new setting Mm. but the song is still going and they're still dancing to have to think about all those like tiny tiny intricacies of how everything moves is just incredible Mm. so yeah overall I thought I did really I love it and I thought it was an amazing production. I think I'm just... Maybe the plot is just more not for me. Which is fair enough. But yeah, overall... I'd still recommend people watch it. Definitely. Mm. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so, well... I think that's it. I think we've discussed everything that oh, we do. need to. Any so. final comments? No. I think... <laughs> no... Yeah, I'm good. It's the chain scarf for me. <laughs> well, we haven't decided what we're doing next. So no, it's a surprise to us as much <laughs> it as it is. is to you. But we'll be back in another couple of weeks. Um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, share, share with your friends, tell everyone. Um, and follow us on Instagram. It's Instagram. <laughs> follow us on Instagram at Costume Party Podcast and on TikTok at Costume Party Podcast and Twitter Costume Party Pod. <laughs> Pod. <laughs> and that's that's it for today. That's so us. have a nice weekend and yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.